This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to Who's Up Podcast. I'm Freya and I'm here with Christian. Morning. Joseph. Good evening. <laughs> and MJ. Hiya. Sorry, it cracks me up every time. Which part? <laughs> Just the... The contrast between you. It's actually afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, on the Dalek Master Plan podcast, which no one has listened to, apart from, like, Issy for half an hour of, I do actually introduce Good Morning and then say it's 10pm outside. But you wouldn't know that because you've not listened to it, have you? No, I haven't, actually. No, there you no, go. I, I didn't think you would. It's I'm actually a really sorry, good podcast. I'm very stressed and I have lots of things to do. I haven't listened to any of the podcasts. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> I'm trying to not disown you right now. <laughs> I have listened to all of them. Well, obviously, when nobody's shocked no. at all. How did, what did you think of a DMP podcast? I thought it was long. Are we really it was, was like, Anyway, we welcome to the Song Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we should do some actual talking about Doctor Who rather than just... Spoiler warning. Yes, spoiler warning. So today we are talking about Once Upon Time, where upon the planet time, the, the Doctor gets fractured in time, kind of. Mm. Time I suppose <laughs> they literally said that, and then like the thing, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, um, it's gonna end up being a running joke that I'm really bad at these synopsis because I just come up with them like on the spot." But I'm really bad at doing that. Yes. Okay. I anyway. mean, I once described Othello as Shakespearean EastEnders, so like that's the sort of level <laughs> we're working at here. Yeah, I mean, basically, <laughs> basically, Swarm snapped his fingers, and Thirteen was Did like, "No, I can't let Yaz die." No, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I cried. <laughs> I don't know well, yeah, so she jumped in there, so she was t- like they don't really explain how, but it's she stepped she, into the platform. Oh no, but like she, it, for some reason it was affecting her more because she could deal with it. The others could because she was in there. I still don't know how that works. I like how you're raising your hands. Like, <laughs> I do that in regular. You're, you're allowed to. Speak. I don't understand also, how. Wait, we haven't finished a plot synopsis yet. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, they get split in timelines. We see their memories, we get some revelations. Along their timelines. It goes a bit abstract. Well, abstract in quotation marks. As as abstract as who really ever goes, to be honest, which doesn't mean much. Uh, And there's a little cliffhanger we'll discuss later, which is great. I just don't understand how John Bishop's character just, like, apparates onto one of the podiums. Like, I rewatched the episode before coming here, and he just appears. Yeah, I was about to ask that too, actually. <laughs> um, like, I can accept Yaz and Vinda being in their time streams, but why was Dan there? Because she grabbed well, his she, hand. She grabbed him, pushed him. So but I, you can't push someone up. That's a bit toxic, to be honest, <laughs> grabbing his hand. Like, you're putting him directly. Like thir- <laughs> I don't like 13 in this episode, okay? Oh, God, we're not getting onto that yet. We're just not, because okay. that is a whole can of words. The thing is... Three um, paragraphs worth. The reason she'll have grabbed Dan with her is because she figured he'd be safer with her than yeah. with Swamizio, which, okay, fair enough. But also, um, Dan's role this episode is basically nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. he was actually underused, which is annoying because I like him. Like, it, I want to fo- see more of him. His focus was very much just, oh my God, I'm actually the carbonist. <laughs> 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 but also, another episode where the Doctor and Dan have been split up. Like, we're... A whole bunch of episodes into this series, and they haven't yeah. really interacted Honestly, at all. Honestly, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm getting to that point, but I shouldn't have gotten to that point. I think I, they need to interact more because actually, I think that they'd be really fun together. But they've done it mostly through yelling on FaceTime <laughs> on Sunflower <laughs> and shit. <laughs> it's it, it's it's annoying because I think they'd be great. The thing is, behind I, the I scenes, the they finish, have thanks. behind <laughs> the scenes like 
the the her actors like literally they have really good chemistry. they do have chemistry right like they they yeah. enjoy the presence a lot and then you just don't get to see all of that in the episodes which is just a bit rogue it's depressing yeah uh, i think it's probably chibnall trying to do a thing where he he's heard what people are saying about them not feeling like there's enough character development so it's trying to get the characters on their own to get the characters to do a th- something that's but if it, it just right. makes them like, do it by separating know, them, I, then it that's just not feels good writing. Like no, I think I think part of the reason the plot was structured away is this week, and similarly in the first week, um, is because Chimnall finds it easier, I think, and you can see it in episodes in past series as well, to write things where there's a lot going on in different locations at once. Yeah. He struggles to fill up time with just one location, so you get things like um, Praxius, which are totally globe-trotting, uh, similar with Spyfall, total globe-trotting thing. Spyfall. So like you set up just these total set pieces in different areas because it's easier for him to write loads of locations at the same time rather than just one location. And Actually, that is kind of genius because that's just made me realise that that's basically what he did in Broadchurch and that's one of the reasons I like him so much because he's got a whole bunch of different plots. I think I said this in the first podcast just because, like, in defence of him doing mm-hmm. it this way because I think it will work because he's good at it and he's shown that he is. But, yeah, in Broadchurch he, d- he has done things with a whole bunch of different characters all doing separate things and, and he'll he, focus on all of them he every does it, he actually does it all the time like it's not even a recent thing fragments torch with oh, series yeah, two that like was, that's literally with, was that him yeah because that's end of end of series two so that, that was episode. all our cast being split apart across different locations having their own plots to handle it's just what he does and that's okay to also be storing them through their memories too that yeah oh i love so wow, it's as if there's parallels to fragments in this episode <laughs> all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> he's, just the he's done the same thing, actually. <laughs> and we all know what comes next. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're in oh, trouble. Dear. <laughs> Exit wins comes next. Oh. <laughs> Suddenly I fear for everyone. <laughs> Were you not fearing for everyone already? Because Going Doctor Who is a family show more than Torchwood is, which lowers the stakes slightly. Yeah, but there's less season, scope for shutting here. someone into a nuclear base and having them slowly dissolve. As Freya's <laughs> love of life bleeds outside uh, and cries. <laughs> I was trying not to talk about that bit. I was trying to ignore the fact that it never happened. It never happened. It's a very long goodbye. Um, if you don't like it, just ignore it. The point is, as um, with everything in like, when, when, when these episodes happen, like I immediately can see what he's doing because yeah. it's just uh, his his strengths as a writer um, RTD's strengths were usually more family tied and going quite deep on certain characters Moffat's strengths revolved I mean they changed it but, but they revolved around things um, being, being sexy a bit, yeah <laughs> that was one of it like that was his pastiche for a while but like oh. his things were deliberately a bit more loopy and trying to go quite meta on what the show's actually about but mm. each writer had their own strengths, and like you can just see it coming out. You know, even in the Crimea episode uh, last week, he tried to split apart dance about so we got the Liverpool side of things and got to see present earth and how that's coping. It's not always successful, but you can see what he's trying to do. You say that, but Dan and his little vlogs were one of my favourite parts of that episode. <laughs> I really love the dance scenes in that episode. I thought he was kind of cool. No, I... I liked it less, but like I, I am uh, prepared to admit (laughs) that most people really loved that episode, and like it's just his strength as a writer. He likes to write many places at once and just follow that plot thread through. And he usually does it pretty, pretty well. Which I think is as well why Flux is generally working for him stronger right now. Because as much as I'm sad that we have 
less other writers contributing to this series because he's been able to get a proper hold on it. Rather than in, in series 12, a lot of episodes were like written by X and also Chris Chibnall, but script editing little parts of your own plot into what is otherwise a different writer's plot will come out a lot more clumsily rather than where you get the full hold on the plot and knowing where you want to take it from week to week. Especially because he quite likes complex plots too. I think he works better when he's actually taking more control because his successes as a writer have been where things are more complex and he's had control of all of And it's probably why something like Torchwood worked better for him because in Torchwood series two, he got to do the series' arc. Like, he didn't write episodes in the middle, he just wrote the start of a series and the end of a series, which are the only archy parts you need in order to understand the story that happens. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of that in Torchwood except for the ones that he wrote. A lot of the other ones were just very episodic. But it, it worked out for him. Well, but yeah, I exactly. Feel like but he just ignored his strengths as a writer are to be serialised and have full control rather than giving away control, I think. Because that's when you start seeing the fragments form. Yeah. Hopefully when he's done with this, he could do another decent mini-series. Is that pun intended? Uh, no, fragments but I was form. wondering whether to call it out. <laughs> oh, stop talking about um, fragments. Anyway, um, so this episode, it's the idea of split timelines. Yeah. Now, I will preface this, but I think throughout the entire episode, I was pretty comfortable with what was happening. Like, I understood what was going on from scene to scene. And even if I didn't, I was pretty comfortable with not knowing. I yeah, think it felt like you were supposed to not know. I think better than the first I think, episode. I think this episode is really torn among fans. I have seen a lot of criticism for it and a lot of praise. There's very little in the middle, I think. Yeah, because I, I think people either understood it or they didn't. And I think that actually depends a lot on if people know their sci-fi. Yeah, I, it's not... I'm very hard trying here not to sound pretentious, but I feel like my exposure to shows that I prefer things being a bit more abstract anyway means that when this started happening I was like okay let's go for a ride <laughs> the idea that this is someone's memory but they have their memories are replaced by other characters relevant to them and they're just playing that role to me that just it's, it's pretty standard to be honest I, like, don't, I don't think that's pretentious so I think just having had exposure to sci-fi just mm-hmm. naturally predisposes you to be able to fill in the gaps that they don't explain and I think the people writing are generally quite exposed to sci-fi like if they're right yeah two, and it's, it's so yeah i think casual fans might find it a bit it's more worse, but no but you say casual fans i think some people in our chat who are actually quite deep into sci-fi find it confusing as well like lana didn't click into it until halfway through the episode for example oh, that is and a good point. martin was still confused by the I end of the episode i love how you're name dropping <laughs> i know i am because i just need to give you the example don't right? be mean i'm not being mean it's fine <laughs> to be confused right that it's just true. it's yeah. just showing that actually it's not just if you're exposed to sci-fi because clearly there are people not getting it even if they are like these people are exposed pretty hard to sci-fi so so, I don't know sometimes I complain that an episode is more style over substance and I don't enjoy it because the style is I think pretty surface level I think in this case I actually quite enjoyed the style over substance like you can say not a lot happened but I think the execution was pretty fun yeah Doctor Who doesn't actually go very abstract or complicated often high concept with world enough and time sure but this is more abstract the idea that memories are being replaced by people and i think it's just a more interesting style of execution just to show you these little bits um as they affect our characters and if even if certain things didn't happen much to characters like yaz's side plot or um 
Vindicide plot probably will have effect, but like Yasai's plot, it still gives us the impression that time is unwinding, yeah. and that's important it, yeah, it to what's going on throughout the episode. Theme. But also, it's a nice excuse to delve into the things that happen with the Doctor and actually explain more to do with the Timeless Child, which actually made me a bit less mad about it. I'm still extremely mad about it, but it took it from like... 100% mad to maybe 99.9% mad. I don't love, love the Timeless Child, but I vibe with it now. Like, I'm okay. Have you um, sort of, are you at the stage of grief of acceptance? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, when we discuss the Doctor's flashbacks, we'll discuss Timeless Child fully, because to be honest, I never really had an issue with Timeless Child. Yeah. Um, but starting from the first one, so, um, just for context of the listeners, this was the idea that we found out later in the episode, um, hit m- multiple times over head with, but it's actually Jodie locked our characters within their memories because they were safer there than facing the full extent of the force of time while she took the brunt of it and controlled everything around her so that she could protect our companions. Um, so with that in mind... Um, it was abstract, but that was explained, and then it was explained multiple times. Uh, it, yeah. it, like Jodie repeated that multiple times throughout the episode, and to the yeah. extent that I was like, well, there was a pre-review that Jacob mentioned where apparently this episode will trust viewers to just understand things, but actually... It really didn't. Like, no, it still, they it's still really, explain uh, everything. It, somehow it managed both. It did, didn't yeah. it? Like, <laughs> it really did, it because people mean, were still confused. But, so. like, but like, it did say, multi- like, Jodie, every time she was about to be pulled back into time, she, she was like, I'm being pulled back into the time stream. <laughs> like, guess, oh, my God. I remember actually saying, why do you need to announce this again? You <laughs> can see Like, it. we get it. We're going to cut a scene. You're going to be there, and we'll be like, oh, she was just forced back into a thing. Great. Chivnor just seems to struggle a lot with show, not tell. Like, um, especially... With this one, I can kind of understand, because... Yeah, like, there's not much you can show, but it's, again, just, like, an ongoing problem. Chibnall seasons are some of my favourite seasons, but I feel like I can still... I know. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. I'm sorry? What? (laughs) I'm sat here in a 13th Doctor t-shirt, and you look confused. (laughs) Um, But I can can see that there are still some flaws in his right thumb. Flaws in his... (laughs) With the whole, like, you'll see a Dalek shoot out a security camera, cut to the Doctor being like, oh no, the Daleks, they're taking out the CCTV. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't need to say it that much. And I think that this, this is not a big finish audio. Yeah. <laughs> so Literally, some of the dialogue even big just, finish is fine with well, Oh, no, it is. But, like, sometimes I, I will hear a bit of dialogue and I think, I would have put that in an audio drama. I would not put yes. that on telly because you could just show them. Like mm-hmm. if if it's fully visible what's happening, you don't need them to announce it unless it's like introducing a new concept. Mm-hmm. Like if you can figure it out without them yelling what's happening, yeah. like you don't need to. Okay, so um, let's go down the timelines. First, the most useless and insignificant one: Dan's timeline. Um, yeah, I almost forgot that. that I literally happened. was sat here like, "What happens?" Yeah, <laughs> we don't get anything at all. Um, I forgot most of what happened. I think day. I think the main purpose of a dying timeline was first of all to remind us that his totally girlfriend, not girlfriend, exists because yeah. hint hint she exists. Um, and then there was just a brief moment on the stairs to finally click us back into the rest of the episode that Jodie's trying to pull them out. Well, not pull them out, but like trying to make them aware that they are just here temporarily and that she's going to get them out, but not to like dwindle on it too much. So that was Dan's stuff. I love really... how quickly we could get <laughs> through I mean, that. Genuinely, that's why I'm starting with it, because it's just... 
yeah, it, it happened. But yeah, Yaz's was slightly more substantial, but not really. Was it? Well, um, no, it's because they actually had monsters in that one. Things happened. Okay, so she had to get out of something. Yaz had. It was um, a bit rubbish, but like Yaz's you know. was mostly set up for the Angel episode. Yeah. So um, I'm sure it'll we come first again see the eight, like we see the companions pulled apart in the terrible CGI stream, and then we see an angel appear, and that angel also disappears. So the angel starts chasing Yaz. We first see the angel chasing Yaz in a police car, and later when Yaz is I actually like the police. Can car I thing. just say thirteen as that police officer? It was so. It <laughs> gave me <laughs> so much serotonin. Yeah. So much dopamine. Okay, I that was, was like, a good scene. I, I, I think enjoyed you watching the clip, like just her talking about like. Satsumas and stuff. <laughs> it was Seasonal affective disorder gone. <laughs> <laughs> Until you remind you that Phasmin is dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Angel there, um, and then we cut to Yaz being the uh, goth gamer girlfriend. Uh, although she's a terrible goth and a terrible gamer, turns out she's just <laughs> doing it for her sister. Um, and the, suddenly Jody appears again. I was upset that we didn't get domestic Thasmin just like playing video games together. She and then so I mean there's so, not really much scope so, for this series. We've got I know, but I wanted for it some anyway. reason for some reason Yaz playing a shoot I I will admit this was really cool. I liked seeing the angel fully integrate itself into the video yes, game. That, that was, was awesome. actually like especially because at the same time as this is happening uh, games including Weeping Angels have been released both on Except mobile Edge of Reality and has not been reviewed too well also isn't it's it like not, but it's cool broken. like it ties in it, mm -hmm. it works it's interesting yeah. so yeah the fact that it's going to add a little bit of fear factor to the games is yeah, you know, so they can we, jump out of them. So we get reminded that jump, uh, angels can jump out of screens and starts manifesting itself. It was actually better done this time. I actually think it was like really <laughs> quite yeah, interesting. It made it, it made that concept good rather than just like a gimmick that Stephen. Like generally, I think it's actually been stepped with. upon. It's like true. I am giving full kudos to this because, like, while it didn't Is go it? necessarily full in this segment, like it was actually interesting to see the angel just. Not waiting for someone to announce yeah. that angels can come out of the screens. They just trusted the viewers to remember this. Here's the angel. Deal with it. Now, I think Yaz just eating Yaz the, smashing the non-broken games <laughs> console on the floor was like Amy again, but worse. I'm, and I'm not sure that would have stopped the angel, but you know yeah. what? It's a memory. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of excusing it in the fact that it's not really Look, real. point is... Okay. In some episodes, uh, all episodes in Doctor Who have issues. M most, maybe not all. Um, but I am willing to overlook the issues if I enjoy the episode enough. Yeah. I have, for once, you know, enjoyed this episode enough to say this is an issue, but I don't care because I still found it really fun. Question. If these are entirely memories, uh -huh. and we see Yaz's sister react to her breaking the console, does that mean Yaz literally broke the console in no, reality for a completely awesome. entirely different reason? It's, it's not a full memory, it's the setup for the memory, but then you That's are kind of. I would love that to be her reaction to a full rage quit. I think, I I think <laughs> yes. Like, considering the way she pushed 13 that time, I can, I can imagine <laughs> I can that, that yeah. is I a rage think, quit. I think it was like the construct for a memory. Like, imagine this is simulation, so you start with the initial parts of a memory, but then things can Because she says it's not even her house. Yeah, although that could have been a metaphorical thing, like you, you feel mean she like broke you're not her present. Xbox that wasn't hers. <laughs> <laughs> How dare she? Even quitting. better. Um, Love that for her. So that was Yaz's stuff. And again, it was it was um, deep, but it was pretty neat. And like the angel stuff there was the most interesting part. Was, I think it, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it? like the execution. It was yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Um, 
Then we skip to Vinda's timeline. Yes, and Belle. Can I just talk about yeah, Belle for with, a minute? Because shall we start with Belle and then move on to Vinda, I guess. She's my favourite, but I, I just adore her. She's amazing. She's really cute. She's also tough. Like, anyone that has a face that adorable but could also tell from Anne's arm, I'm like, I love you. I just... I think yeah. she's wonderful. Okay, so... I liked her for actually, like, the first scene that she was in. The lack, good character yeah, so, up okay. On the one hand, the lack of marketing that we get for this series is frustrating because I generally think we could get more and still not be spoiled. On the other hand, the fact that it stops us being spoiled things like the Daleks appearing. Oh, um, that was good. I liked that. <laughs> yes, yes, I was so excited. And like, Plus the, the whole lecture theatre going, <gasps> at the same and time. And it wasn't the dubstep Daleks. It was like proper Daleks. As yes, they to looked the really good. They yes. were like slight, I think they shiny were too glossy in my the, opinion. I, I quite like them I think that shiny. was just bad CGI. Like they I, used it all up last episode. Yeah, I don't like the Cybermen being shiny. I like Daleks, I do like Daleks being shiny. But Daleks being shiny, because they look new. They need to, like, it. them looking well made is... Uh, part of how they're intimidating whereas with Cybermen they're, they're, you can go down the body horror route and that's worse but uh, see, I, I'm, I'm getting into that argument again I need to keep my mouth shut <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was nice to see them and then there were the blue space time bees happening yeah, also oh I, I liked the fact that the Daleks <laughs> were immediately introduced and then relegated to a secondary threat it's like oh but we don't care about this because something worse is there and for the audience it's like Oh, the Daleks. That's one of the worst things that could possibly happen. What do you mean they're a secondary threat? But they <laughs> no, were just I quite, blue I quite bees. Like that. Yeah, the blue bees. Actually, as someone that's seen Black Mirror Hated in the Nation, I... <laughs> yeah, so... so <laughs> they're quite... They're quite Bells was quite... Uh, um, showing that she's charged with some, some goal that we weren't sure throughout. Uh, her fighting down the Cybermen... Um, I thought she was looking for a wife. I was disappointed. Well, when she <laughs> well when she said well when she said love, I guess the writing should have been on the wall. But because like Freya and I did realize that it would be Vinda related. Or yeah, like, I basically had a few minutes of going. Can she please be looking for a woman? Please, <laughs> that would be nice. Well, no, Thanks. because then Chipnor would have to kill her off immediately. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. I, I, immediately relegated to super I could hell. immediately tell that her. I could immediately. <laughs> Sorry. We're just having it. <laughs> oh, the floor I'm not the daughter moment. <laughs> uh, and, the, and the worst thing is I can't actually explain it. If you don't know, you don't know. But it's I'll say supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> but, Welcome oh, to 2014. So, there's, there's so much contact. Anyway, um, we'll stop. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so. Um, Belle, I could, like, immediately with the ship design she was fighting, I was like, this is the same as Vinda's. I wasn't actually sure how they were going to tie into each other, but it seemed pretty, pretty, uh, like, put into the subtext that it's the same thing. So she had similar, like, outfits and technology. I like how, I like how, um, when she first said her charges love, I was willing to just kind of overlook that seeming a bit cringy, uh, because it's a bit of a generic word to say love, you know. Uh, but then at the end when it tied in that they are actually, you know, husband and wife and they're going to have a child that Vinda doesn't know about. It was actually quite nice to have that restructured. Also, I like that confrontation with the Cyberman, though. Mm. Talking about emotions um, with the Cyberman and the Cyberman just, like, not getting it and then she uses it as a power play to then kill the Cyberman. Like, that... I mean, why not? The I mean, she had screaming. just been almost murdered, mm -hmm. so, like, coming up with that on the spot was pretty good. <laughs> The Cybermen screaming. 
in that scene where she's fighting off the Cybermen and they make I'm not making the noise but they, they absolutely make the noise make the noise I so almost went and I was like this is <laughs> I'm not doing it well actually I thought she was kind of badass taking out all of those yeah I loved that but then I was caught up in the moment of her being really really cool and then she shoots the two Cybermen at the same time and they go wah <laughs> 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 and I was like what feels like you've just like thrown one of the shells in Mario yeah it Kart felt like Mario Kart <laughs> they were not intimidating anymore now that they just kind of go wah every time they get hit by something <laughs> actually they did that in the Moffat era too I remember I they were, like, like they were things that would if they got had things thrown at them they'd explode <laughs> outwards <laughs> it, and, and they, and it, was, it was literally but like the screams felt going more for skittles like the, the screams in when cybermen have screamed before feel like more like pained screams which i guess doesn't make sense for cybermen but just the the just the wow seemed so <laughs> i do have like i felt so let like down Waluigi. by it <laughs> literally i, I, I didn't do like have it one criticism of Belle's sequences, and it's not Belle herself, but they imply now that the Daleks of Simon and the Centaurans, P.S. the Daleks would wreck them all, um, are kind of in the skirmishes trying to conquer this post-flux universe. But it's really hard to imagine what the post-flux universe mm. is and why I should care about that. We or need like, more or like it's, it's really hard for me to picture what they're actually skirmishing over. And it's, we're going to have to wait really at least difficult. two episodes to find out because there is an episode called Survivors of the Flux coming, which mm-hmm. obviously will explain more of that. Well, at least I'm assuming that, I'm hoping. But then we've got Village of the Angels to come before that even happens. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's just... I mean, Village could explain things, let's be honest. Because we're, we're being well, yeah. shown really small snippets of the content. Turns out each episode is giving us more than I think we're expecting necessarily. Yeah. But I'm it's, hoping it's more focused on one location next time, actually. But it's just, just because I like historicals. I, but it's like just... That. Daleks and Simon and like I don't know what they're fighting over. Like it's all well and good you showing me they're on these different planets, but what does that actually mean? I think someone I was watching it with said that like what are they actually fighting for? Like what do they want? Because if it's a post flux world, we've only seen like two other people around Bell. Like what are they doing and then what do they do when they've got it like do they all just stand around do they have like a robot dance party like what happens (laughs) well i think for those three species that's kind of a problem with them generally in Mm. that daleks do just want to destroy everything else regardless of purpose cybermen want to convert everything else regardless of purpose sontarans just want to fight i don't think they need to be fighting for anything in any case i guess it just it for me it fed into the whole lack of world building around what the aftermath of the flux is yeah, like. Yeah, and I, I think that's a series-wide issue rather than an episode-wide yeah. issue in this case. But, like, I just really struggle, you know, we could have found this stuff out at the end of Santarans. We'd have just had a moment to be explained more, like, show a wide scope of the universe, for example. It just shows a zoomed-out thing and shows how the flux is ravaging through it but leaving certain things destroyed and some things intact. Did you mean the TARDIS scanner in Logopolis? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Pretty much. It's just, it would be nice, right? Like, just to get a yeah. scope for what's actually going on to the universe. Because I'm engaged in the main plot, but I'm really struggling to engage myself properly with the flux. Yeah, it's sort of I still like, don't get, can we care? I still don't get it. Um, I'll move <laughs> on to that after we move okay. to the Doctor stuff, because there are hints toward it from Swarm and Azure, what's yeah. going on exactly. Um, Doctor Timeline. I mean, we skipped Vinda. Vinda, his thing was just a whole loyalty thing and, like, uh, explaining also, to Also, Grand his... Serpent, he was cool. 
Yeah. He was one of the evil guys from Line of Duty. I think Fun to see him. Vinda definitely has done better. I think that I think Vinda's timeline memory thing was the best one for helping character development because we just yeah. get explained that he's like you yeah. know he is a loyal person that he will fight for what's right it's definitely improvement from like previously how characters have been developed i really like not it. developed but like this one was very much a show <laughs> rather than tell thing right like we yeah. didn't get told that he's loyal and he lost it because of that we just got Gold shown star. the scene yeah um, exactly so we can actually say, yeah, well done, Chips. You actually managed to You get a little sticker one. on your board. <laughs> he was really confused about Yaz being there multiple times. And yeah. Like, great. She's in uniform. <laughs> I appreciated it. Actually, me too. Despite Moving not on. liking <laughs> Yaz, that uniform, though. I mean, she was in, like, how many uniforms this time? A many. lot. Okay, like as the lesbians <laughs> form, we're going to move on. Um, <laughs> Doctor Timeline. So this one was the most interesting. That dark coat, though. <laughs> I was so I was so expecting evil doctor, and um, I I don't know why. I retrospectively so. Hot, though. That's the, probably the only reason. <laughs> I was like, have you seen all the stuff online about like the Whitaker Master stuff? I was. Like, I am oh, going to move us on so <laughs> much. The, the, I don't care. Do. You lesbians, just with, shut up. With like the universe. So anyway, the doctor. What? Hey. <laughs> you can keep talking, but I'm going to talk is, over you. This is this is my damn podcast. <laughs> you are first thing over the doctor and master right now. I do not Mom have time. Mum and dad are oh. arguing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, do we need to explain that? <laughs> no, 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 just no. leave it. Move on. <laughs> Joseph my biological said that we should explain this, works. so... Anyway, Mummy and Daddy have stopped now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you appreciate sexy Jodie, but we're just going to move on for a I moment. I just want that coat so bad. I, I want to see it on her, and I want it on me. It, People I've seen cosplaying it have literally just turned their coats inside out and been like, I yeah, I thought that done. that would work, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I just, no, I, you're face palming, but the costumes have been brilliant this episode, so I did Oh, no, the costumes it. were like, absolutely fine. I miss The costumes Yaz's in space general outfits. have been hitting out of the park. Yeah, Swarm it's is nice so dapper. Yes, and it's yours. outfit's so sparkly. <laughs> yes. She was actually, I still haven't done it, but I wanted to do some nail art inspired by her because she's just so sparkly. The only thing <laughs> about costumes, I would say, is that in the earlier of 13 seasons, we get Yaz wearing space-themed outfits. She, she has jumpers with stars on them, um, necklaces that have, like, space things on them. She does space buns. I'm like, I want space themed outfits from Yaz. I miss yeah. it. Yeah, but the uniform though. Yeah, I'll allow that it. Uniform. <laughs> anyway, okay, so Doctor Timeline. Um, first of all, I think this was most interesting in execution in some regard because the division agents played by Dan and Yaz and Vinda um, were aware that it was time glitching around Jodie for her not to know what's going on. Maybe they didn't have a correct assumption exactly what's going on because I, I don't think they were aware that it was Jodie looking into her memories. They just thought that she was forgetting things because time playing up. But still, it was nice to see that reaction of them moving on with a mission in spite of Jodie being confused by what's going on or rather shocked by what's going on. Yeah, it was which, fun to see that it was affecting the past. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, with that in mind, um, the first parts of Jodie that we got this episode, we saw her with them. Um, but we didn't see the Fugitive Doctor yet, or we'll call her the Division Doctor now, I guess. Um, 
we didn't see her yet, but you, if you were paying attention, you could easily figure out that this is a memory of the Doctor when she was in the Division, yeah. which I think was quite nice. Like You always had to have a, the reveal eventually, but it was nice that the episode set itself up in such a way where you could go, oh, I know what's going on. Yeah, uh, it made yeah. sense for people to I loved the reveal of the future. The mirror as well, Division Doctor. Right? Yeah, just... Oh. Because you weren't expecting it to happen like just that moment. Like you were expecting she'd probably turn up, but not then. Mm. And then she does turn up, and then oh, and I remember everyone just getting really excited. Yeah, the amount of you squealed. I did. You jumped in your seat and squealed next to me. Yeah, I was very excited. I just like her a lot. I think she's wonderful. I'm actually annoyed that she probably won't get her own full series because yeah. I. Kind Big of finish want is her here to. for you. Don't worry about it. Yes, please. Oh, We're going to get Big finish will provide. But also, again, that outfit though. I want to see her on screen. She's wonderful. Uh, if you come to Time Factory, you'll swag. see her some more. Don't worry about it. I know I told you more, but for public content, that's Joe Martin is in Time Factory. Yeah, that was me reenacting the reaction that I had yesterday because I actually had forgotten that you said that and then you reminding me. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. I am very excited about it. So, um, it's backstory, but backstory that we're clearly going to have to come back to and see the ending of. Yeah. But I'm excited about that. It's hooked me because I want to see more of, like, all this division stuff and I'm I'm liking the fact that it's being explained at least a little bit and I'm hoping for like finale episodes where it's really delved into but it was nice this time with the whole jumping back along timelines thing to have an excuse to delve into it a little bit mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for Gallifrey lore me like. too <laughs> see I wasn't impressed because I don't feel like it gave us anything um, we know okay. the Doctor worked for oh. the division pre-Hartnell we know she's fought the Ravagers before at that point there was nothing all, new there. All three of you are forgetting the random introduction of a Victorian guy again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just say, because, I know because of the conversation about the tunnels, I just call him Diggy Diggy Man now. Like, <laughs> I can't not. Like he's just here again. He's what just a random that? Dickens character that just hangs out <laughs> in the tunnels. I'm sure a tunnel will insert him into a finale episode being like, look, he was important all along, but I just keep seeing it. Doesn't like, he talk <laughs> about like metal men or something? Though. In like the first episode, he just randomly talks about metal men so I'm guessing imagine that's Cybermen but I'm possibly. like no. imagine if he's just a joke though <laughs> <laughs> imagine yeah, he's actually completely irrelevant he's just my beloved he's the one he's the one element where we just keep getting little bits of and I just don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually well now it's happened a couple times to the point where it's fine if he's actually important I'm gonna feel mugged off if he's just like there <laughs> no, to the, be funny well, no, in the I'm finale, just gonna be very pleased in the finale it. we're gonna find out that like the blue bees are fighting to be like ravaged through time as he's trying to work on this thing so he's just kind of jumping in and out of his era the watch that happen boss battle. I really don't care <laughs> I know it's just I appreciate I, what Jim was trying to do I but he's the most lackluster element yeah. we just don't I want him to just now. be a funny meme at this point and if he's anything more I'll just be annoyed about it mm -hmm. <laughs> as for you Joseph saying that like you don't think much happened um Yes, in some regard, but previously we've been told it, but not shown it. Now we get to see the competency and how the Doctor actually behaved within the Division. We don't know how willing she was before. Like, she got mind wiped. We don't know whether that was what happened there, but clearly she was a willing Division agent doing these tasks for well, her. That is she? a good point, because it seemed like that she She was leading the helm, wasn't. right? See, that's true. But if you're going down that route, then I'd like to see the Doctor who did it doing it so I'd like to see it be yeah. much more Joe Martin rather than um, getting Jodie That's Jody's actually one thing I regret about that's that scene because I love her complaint. so much that I just want to see more of her because actually the bits where she was having the confrontation with Swarm and Zero because it was her memory 
because it was her doing it the first time round. That scene fit her doctor better than it did Jodie, and yet she was still at sort least of it showed lead. off Jodie's acting it, chops again. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> no, was, I, I was, was very so pleased about that. that but also, Joe Martin's doctor very much deserved to be like more leading that yeah. scene because it was I'm it was her confrontation. She said those words, I, not Jodie. That's totally valid. I think. Um, See, I said, and I appreciate this would likely be a logistical nightmare and probably not possible. I'd like to have seen the whole thing acted by Jodie, but spoken by Joe Martin. Mm. So it was her voice. I, would I think just, that like, could have given too much uncanny value as well. Yeah. I can see that. Also, Joe Martin in the outfit. I want to see her. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> little bits. Like, I get what you mean, but like, I think you were just It is a cool concept, though. There like, were like those that. little bits where we had... Um, like the fugitive division doctor like kind of come in for a bit and Phase then like glitch out, out. Right. I would have liked yeah. longer periods of each doctor but like make it so that they're more balanced mm-hmm. so then we do get to see both doctors it felt that, that's sort of what the I way was they thinking kind yeah. of but also actually considering your idea um, a, if you had like when they merge the voices like Swapping over, there could oh, be some I think like, weird have, stuff there. I that would have been quite fun. I think it would it's not work, ruining the whole thing. I think it would work better on audio drama in that case. Yeah, and I know you don't. Well, it's about I think imagery. It's, I, think it, no, no, I know, but I think it would. I think it would feel too uncanny valley in the moment. Well, I think well, it would possibly, but then with the, with the audio drums, you don't know that the. No, like, no, but I mean, in the episode, I think voice. I think flipping with voices like that, it would just, especially for the short scenes we had flipping back and forth. I think it would just feel a bit too incoherent like I get what you mean but you have Joe Martin stood there and Jody speaking and then you switch back immediately to Jody as Joe Martin speaking this is what we were saying we wanted longer exactly but like I think in the way that it's executed it would just feel a bit off and you're looking at their mouths you could be you can tell when things are slightly off focus um, but I think it's it like a just, bad Japanese dub. <laughs> like, like I, I get it, but also I think it would have been better just to get more of Joe Martin in there. But at the same time, I get why we didn't because this was meant to be Jody living that memory. Um, so it's just a kind of catch of the way of the concept of this episode. Ultimately, yeah. um, it felt a wee bit fan servicey. Like the like the people had been like we know people love this doctor we had no intent of bringing her back. I don't think so. I think they had every intent of bringing Joe Martin back. I hardly think that series twelve was going to be her last thing. That's very true because she was sort of introduced, like she did a lot of not much, and then disappeared. And then we hear about this division thing and find out that there were pre Hartnell doctors. And then, and then she find out that Jodie doesn't remember any of them. As opposed it to, it makes sense that she would. As opposed to Jack's inclusions in like Revolution, I don't think this was really fan service. I actually mm. totally have faith that when Joe yeah, Martin was cast, they were doing yeah. the long term there. So I'm not really worried about I was, that. I was definitely expecting more of her at some point. It's just in this particular I think episode, be back. it was just she was in it so little that it felt very much just I, like a, hey, I mean, do you remember that this? Could be, I mean, that could be more because they're still trying to focus on Jodie, you know? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure she's going to be in episode series six. to do that, but I'm actually glad that they're doing it now. I think, I think episode six will be heavy Joe Martin and Jodie Whittaker together. I hope together. so. Oh, please. I want their, like... I'm pretty sure we're going to get a lot of them yeah. interacting together then. So I will I'm not, absolutely love it. Like, I'll just be screaming the whole time. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna fast forward through something so we have bigger things to talk about, and I don't want to go yes. too high over time. Um, so resolution of the doctor just asking for Murray to bring some more Murray in. 
on the one hand, a bit lackluster if they could fix it that easily. Mm. On the other hand, the Swarm and Azir admitted that they knew this would happen. So clearly it was like, time in itself was a bait and switch in this case. Like they just wanted Jodie to get snippets of her past for some reason potentially. But she makes it kind of clever because if it was an easy solution but hard to do, because she couldn't stay out of the memories for long enough mm -hmm. to do it and it did have a massive strain on her. So she was not only dealing with her own memories and wanting to be in there to see that, so not wanting to pull herself out very mm -hmm. quick, but also very much struggling while she was in there because she's stopping all her friends yeah. from having their timelines ripped apart, basically. I think that the fact the solution was easy, it doesn't really matter because no, she had so motive to want to there stay. There was still something on the line. My only question is why the Mori couldn't do it themselves. Um, I mean, I appreciate we don't have much explanation well, of what to, they are, they what the powers, They didn't want her in there in the first place. It was Swarm Azure that know, wanted her in there. I mean, the fact that we don't know enough about the Mori is an issue, I guess, but also it's nice that we don't know much about these mythical beings. Because you can make interpretations. You can say maybe they weren't aware this was going on, or alternatively, they didn't want more of themselves dying, so Jodie had to convince them. <coughs> it's not too hard but to head. Kind she of, didn't I do think. much convincing if she did have to convince them. Well, I suppose the fact that she even jumped into the time for me in the first place can show something. Like, we don't know enough about Jodie's division past to say maybe there isn't more convincing power there already, and we're just unaware of it. That is true. Like, I I'm not too concerned about that, because the episode had to fi finish itself off somehow, and usually I'd be frustrated with resolutions that are this simple, but for once I was actually pretty content with it. Like, the, the episode wasn't about the resolution, it was about everything yeah. else going on in between. Yeah. yeah. And and the fact the fact is she had motive to not resolve it. She knew how, she chose not to, and chose to push it right to the wire on purpose because she wanted to know more yeah. about her own past. So, um, next part is we find out the prisoners are, or the passengers rather, are just uh, massive Time Lord prisons again. Uh, bigger on the inside to hold stuff. It's basically Genesis Arc, but with a human form now. Um, it's quite a funky concept actually. It's not been touched on like that it's neat. much. I, 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 I like, like it. it. I like it. Um, <laughs> Can't I talk think now. I think the issue, is it an issue? Um, yeah, so uh, the way they introduced Dan's girlfriend, not girlfriend again, I, I wish it had been in another episode just to give it more of a punchy feel because they're still going to chase after Swarm at this year anyway. You do not have to put the bait down of we have your girlfriend just yet. You can leave that till later. You can we have. Know so, uh, we won't know little enough about them that you'd want to like, find you can out just, anyway. You can have him curious. dropping it as a bombshell later in a position of huge leverage. We do not need to know that being. Yeah, chased. especially because she's not a massively integral character right now. He doesn't know where she is. Mm -hmm. He's just assuming she's at home. And he doesn't. Like, no. Yeah. So it, you could just have him carry on. Like, it's on some emotional stake, but I feel like we could have just saved that a bit for later, to be honest, uh, as more of a bombshell. Especially because then he's going to be fragile for longer. Mm -hmm. um, next part is the biggest part, I think, which is um, 13's acting again. Like, they are giving oh, her so oh many acting. Oh, my God. I was yes, like, yes. this is what I wanted from the doctor, like, her doctor from the beginning, because I knew how 
the, like, the, the like shit. desperation in her acting when she wants to go back in and the way she's yelling at them, I was like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> I, think I love that got, bit so we much. We got little snippets of it in series 12, but not enough for me to believe it yeah. was necessarily consistent characterization. Like, I didn't know if it was just flaking up this extra oomph to it. But now, 13 is actually serious. Every episode, she's she is actually being authoritative. She is demanding things of people. And she's actually getting to flex her acting so much now. It's really satisfying to see. Yeah, and it just makes me so sad because Jodie's clearly been held back from doing stuff like this the entire like previous two series because she's so good. And I've always said this: Jodie's a fabulous doctor, and Chibnall's an awful writer. Like he doesn't give her enough to work with, <clears throat> and you can't say that like she's bad at it because she's clearly not. As mm-hmm. soon as she's given something to work with, she really rolls with it, and, and like, it's brilliant. And I love. Uh, in my opinion, it's very satisfying. In MJ's, it's very not. Um, we're but gonna I, have a fight. I love, <laughs> I, I love um, the friction between Thirteen and Yaz. Friction, uh, okay. That, that, what she does, not okay. Okay, it's friction that's constantly building, and I am very happy for Thirteen to finally call it out. Like, generally, not everything has to be discussion. Uh, this is also relevant that we recently watched Dark Master Plan, in which the first Doctor to Stephen said, "If you can't follow orders during this serious event, go home." And this is the same to Yaz. If you cannot follow orders, you can't do things for me to believe that you are safe, that will jeopardize everything I need to do. Go home. But you need to not... be able to follow orders in this case. Actually, if companions start acting out in serious situations like this, especially when it's literally the universe at stake and other people, like, other friends of theirs. She wasn't, she wasn't kneeling down at her to be like, tell me everything that's going on right now she knelt down to be like are you okay and 13 pushed her away and she doesn't do what 11 and other doctors do where after she snaps at a companion we get a moment where that's also um, because 13 is breaking down internally right now yeah that's perfectly fine but like in earlier episodes where it's been in the TARDIS and Yaz has been like are you okay and the doctors immediately pushed her away that is not okay especially when Yaz's character is so firmly built on her backstory being around how she's constantly motivated by her own experiences. I love how health. what would the doctor do didn't come back this episode at all. <laughs> it was so irrelevant. It didn't really right get episode. a chance. Yas was like in brain prison. Like she didn't really get a chance. Mm, that could have been an opportunity for the brain prison for her to try to connect herself to her. Like the whole swarm was like, no one knows you have WWTTD written down on your palm. Well, actually, that would have been fun because, like, if that just sort of faded in, and. She was like, if it was oh, like a what prompt does that mean? Her while she was and in yes, yes, it would have been okay as a prompt, and actually that would have made me see it last episode as a bit more valid because otherwise you wouldn't have understood it. Um, but actually, the fact that it didn't come back means that I hate it and it's awful. And it was just no. <laughs> off. Like its whole inclusion, I think, was very jammed into the previous episode. Um, it was cute, but it wasn't needed. It, it, it frustrated me. You can re-listen to that podcast <laughs> and you can see exactly why it frustrated me. Well, just out of spite, just because I haven't listened to any of the other ones, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> anyway, um, I really appreciate the um, friction that we have. I think it's generally good because I think the relationship between Yaz and 13 is deeply unhealthy and there are deep issues within it. The way that things haven't been addressed over time, they are finally coming to the surface. And even if they're not necessarily being dealt with in a way that I would necessarily want to see them dealt with, they're still being dealt with, and I'm glad yeah. that it's yeah. coming up. I just want 13 to be like, look, there is some big like, world-shattering stuff happening to me at the moment, and everything that I believed is breaking down. I don't really want to talk about it, but you know, Yaz is trained 
to deal with mental health, even if it's the mental she health of the alien. That. She's still socially mm-hmm. awkward. Um. <laughs> She doesn't need to explain it. She just needs to be like, "Yeah, I am. I am. I love Joseph's distress voice." There. It's just she just needs to be like, "Yeah, I am having a breakdown. Things are not going well." Anyway, yeah. I don't really want to talk about it right now. Thanks for respecting my boundaries. No, that. I don't think that's enough to solve it though, because sometimes things need to be talked about, even if you yeah. say they don't need to be. Yeah, I know. Also, I quite like the you don't understand because actually, Yaz can't. No, like, like she yeah. she literally. Like would not have no the capacity one, to understand any no of what is going really, on. Like Jody, every doctor has things that they face that people can't empathize with, like being last of a time lords. You can't sympathize or empathize with that. Yeah, and the that makes to him deal alone. with that. Here, like, the Jody alone. is very much alone, and that hurts her, and she will lash out because of that. She is very. It doesn't make Jody right, but you can understand why it's happening. She wants someone to sympathize with who understands what's going on. The only person who could even remotely try that has... the master. Yeah, the only person who could remotely <laughs> do that just destroyed her planet again. Like, it's so hard yeah. for her right well, now. He's going through the motions too, okay? He's valid. That, that, I mean, the master's always valid. Like, I I, I will sit constantly, no matter what. Spyfall? Master's always valid. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, little things to tie up before we go into questions. Um, who is a lady at the end? Some someone new, or is it Tectaeon? Oh, if it's Tectaeon, I'm gonna kill someone. I know who I want her to be, but I don't think she is. Who? I want her to be the Doctor, with all of the answers of where she came from, from a different universe, possibly I mean, one destroyed by cool. the Flux, I don't know, who has would... become totally what disillusioned the, like, about stopping it last... and decided to move on to another the universe. The um, regenerations. Exactly. Yeah, thing is, really it was, cool. the, the one thing with that is that it was, um, it felt like a memory, but it wasn't really because she was directly interacting with her, it felt like. Uh, like the other person, it feels like she knew it wasn't a memory uh, and that she was being ravished by time. Which uh, would make sense if it was a future version of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that is. I don't. I don't know. Was, I feel like that would. But I would feel like it to be a bit like a cop out if they just bumped into a Doctor who had all the answers and speaking that's how she of, gets all the answers. We don't have enough time for me to discuss this probably. So speaking of flux and time, uh, so far as far as I'm aware, uh, flux is being explained as something that is. That was the space half of things, right? The flux. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the breaking of time. Time wants to be free, so it's flux, and it's what uh, Azure and Swarm temporarily did to disrupt time slightly, and apparently it was enough to do enough damage to cause something. Moving on, uh, final <laughs> scene in the episode, which everyone loved, and it was generally executed so well, was the angel is still here from the memories. And the it the angel has the TARDIS being a parallel to the angels of oh, the phone box. Oh. I, I lost my mind. I'm so chills. annoyed they didn't say the angel has the phone I box, know, though. I know, but it was good enough. I feel, like, good I feel enough. like they were theory. No, no, it because too I, know, cheesy, I, liked I guess. It. No, 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 I liked it because with the angels have the phone box, they had the exterior. They had it as an object as they had the phone as box. a phone and they wanted box. But, now it has but they wanted the TARDIS. the TARDIS it has the inside it has all of time like the implications of that are way more horrifying I'm and yeah it would have been nice to have the same line parallel but I think it the works way it, it is a parallel it's, but it's, it's, it's more an, terrifying it's anger and madness in the way it controlled the TARDIS and stared down at everyone as well was Ugh. you know I I'm love going, Angel unfortunately I can't be here to watch it live with everyone next week but I'm going to be really impressed if Chibnall writes a better Angel episode than any during the Stephen Moffat he era he does quite well with like thrillery stuff like if we've looked like, at I feel like he has the potential to write a better story Angel wise than Flesh and Stone type of Angels no. and Angel <laughs> type of pattern yeah like 
No. I think it's Lady actually possible. Like he he's he's currently from what we've seen in trailer as well so far, it looks like the angels are actually with a plan and doing something. It's really interesting. Like I, I wasn't thinking I, much I of like the angels. Angels with purpose. If they're gonna angels be angels with purpose. Because if they're gonna be in a group, they need to have purpose. Mm. Because mm-hmm. they're called the lonely assassins for a reason. If they're gonna team up and risk their own lives to do something together, they need to have a purpose that's like bigger than themselves. Yes. Okay. Um, moving quickly. Questions. My first question. Rate the episode out of ten. Oh, uh <laughs> seven. Actually, yeah, I might. Seven. It was the first Why thing not? that came to head. Four. Yeah. Eight. Really? Four. I mean I put I put uh Jesus so wept. I put <laughs> I said it was a Nothing divisive happened. episode. I said it was a divisive episode. Some people have liked it. Some people won't. There's Actually, a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. I've seen like a lot a of three out of tens and like one out of tens for this episode. People complaining about just an exposition one out mess. I loved this episode. It like wasn't it wasn't even bad because it didn't. There was no expedition. It, it didn't made expedition. me. It didn't it explain anything. Me, it there, me, was, there wasn't an expedition. <laughs> no, there was no expedition. And that was a problem. Disappointed. Execution is what mattered here, and I think it nailed it. And like it kept me interested throughout the whole thing the execution was great but what were they executing I don't care I didn't, no more to that was my problem like, <laughs> like <laughs> there have been far worse things uh, uh, that I've watched where things go abstract and do absolutely nothing mm. I think this one at least sets up ground rules even if it doesn't push the plot along anyway uh, further questions this one was I believe so we could mock it is the Doctor Vinda slash Bell's child no, no. no. please no so the people I was watching it with were like convinced that um, the Doctor is somehow related to no. Vinda and Bell no. and I was like what Why? and then also there's all of the references to Vinda being in some way connected to Rose no, somehow but again, I think they're no, just like I think that's happening. just people taking a bit too I just much think that on the fandom I think that they're no. just inter-intertextual references to be like Chimnall does a lot of intertextual yeah. references that I think are actually a flaw rather than but a pro. Actually, it's you really keep over relying on past eras. They just eras. confuse me. If if Chimnall ever does that, like the Doctor being <laughs> Bell and Vinda's kid, I swear the fandom will just break and never please, recover. Please, it, it just won't come. Please back. remember that um, when Chimnall makes references like these, you can compare this to, for example, um, Battlefield making references to Bessie because it's been 16 Fair. years. Well, also, so, I thought like, we were talking about this question to mock it. We, we shouldn't be discussing this with any seriousness. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I'm just saying that Chimnall's over reliance on references to nostalgia is, I think, somewhat a flaw. Rather, he either does none or loads, thing. and it's weird. I appreciate mm. references because they can be comedic, but I think yeah. sometimes he over relies on them. There, there should be more of like what, and I know everybody for some godforsaken reason hates season ten, but they should what. Apparently, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've it. seen it's right, one of the lowest series on uh, lowest <laughs> It's my favorite si- no, no, no. season. It's one of the low t- lowest rated series on yeah. IMDb. Why? But they do it, they were... do it so well with like and season nine as well with the like the postmodernist type references to classic Who, but then like mixing up really well, mm-hmm. and I just really like. Are it. you mostly talking about Susan's picture on Twelve's desk? Um, not mostly that, but yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, bring her back. Next, I just want her. Next question. Listen to Big Finish. Next question. I, I do. Given Swarm can both regenerate and has the equivalent of a Genesis arc in a suit, is Swarm secretly a time lord? No, because... No. I've seen people saying he's the master. No. If that happens, <laughs> I'll be so mad. Because they have sort of the same mannerisms. No. 
And I was like, huh, this is just... Well, that's he's just a just villain. He's a villain. villain. This is just Sakuan. And he's a camp yeah, villain. It that's villain. it. Yeah. Um, also, if he's the master, who's his sister? <laughs> I know. Missy. <laughs> Rani. No, because that is more... Oh, <laughs> it's the Rani. You are... Uh, we have had... Uh, people on my corridor, the people I live with, have had that conversation in all sincerity. <laughs> I will, Okay. Ew. I just want it on the record here. I think people keep conflating this, and it's online as well a lot. People keep complaining, being like, a timeless children means the Doctor was never... Time Lord, but the Time Lord isn't a race, it's just a title yeah. given to you people. You just graduate exactly. and then you're like, woo. Like, it's a really not. In fact, the Doctor is the reason the Time Lord thing was created in just, the first place now. It's just such a non issue. Like, people complain about it a lot, I just don't see the issue. Califreans, they're not all inherently Time Lords, it's the Shavogans. Yeah. Yeah. Watch, watch. An invasion of time and it's painful I will edit that out um, <laughs> I was just about to say did you um, <laughs> anyway yeah it's painful right like um, it's it's not it's not an issue in my opinion it, I mean the time child is an issue in general but that in particular no it's not because time yeah Anyway, time, time lords aren't Gallifreyans. Final question, because I don't want it to go over I mean, an hour. People use them interchangeably anyway, <laughs> why because not? why not? But also, like. Final question, because I don't want it to go over an hour. Um, there are four trains, three companions each tied oh, to a track, and a doctor God tied to the last say. track. The doctor is also next to a fourth lever. How many times does she need to be horrible to Yaz before Yaz snaps? <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently, okay, so and yeah, podcast, or, or she just needs to be quiet needs to be, for nine months. No, 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 yeah, exactly. She just needs to be missing for nine months in prison, <laughs> and then Yaz will be like, where were you? I needed you. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, hello, I've had nine months of trauma. Hi, hi. And then it's like, no, leave. What? what? I thought you liked me. Anyway, on friends. that note, we are friends. I'm about to get murdered. Freya, <laughs> what are we watching next time, slash today? Oh, today? Mm. Pyramids of Mars and Waters of Mars. What about next week? Do you know yet? <laughs> what? Do you know what we're next quiz- week? Why are you quizzing her? Leave She's her the host. She needs to know these things. <laughs> I've, I've actually... No, I've it's forgotten. It's anniversary week, so why are we watching? Oh, we, oh. Oh? That's his name. Yeah, Don't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Five-ish doctors, night of the doctor, day of the doctor. Yeah, I knew there was more in there, because I knew that there was like a whole... And that will be things. bundled with our totally not on, on the ball social next Thursday on the... Wait, five doctors? Uh, five-ish doctors. <laughs> five doctors will be another time potentially. Uh, so social will be on the twenty-fifth, I believe, Thursday. Uh, so that'll be exciting as well. Yes. Cool. Anyway, um, cybers off. Should we should go? No, I, I like dragging. How does one close actually. a podcast? <laughs> yeah. How long is it before we go over an hour? Because we could just sit in silence. And talk no, absolutely not. I will pause <laughs> before that happens. Well, Fine. that's just okay. Magic. Then we will say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.